Hello and welcome back to Santini's Daily Dose Podcast. This is your friend Josiah. What a day it's been, you guys. I had a long day at work. I had to go to a different right-way um, auto sales dealership and just work with some different people. And um, yeah, I think there was definitely um, just some more codependency and worrying about what other people think about me today. And um, I think I definitely dealed with some hopelessness today and um it was just a little rough but uh god has uh, continued to remind me of that verse in isaiah where it talks about as as i comfort a mother as, as a mother comforts her child so i so i will comfort you know my child and that's just a verse i've been really hanging on to and i i have have i've had glimpses and of peace and i have uh, felt glimpses of him uh, comforting me and um, it's been incredibly reassuring, so um, I'm just glad to be here. I, I have some wisdom I want to pour out to you guys today. Uh, today, um, as you can see, it's already, you know, obviously I recorded this and I sent it out, but um, my message today, you guys, is understanding how to get saved, how to know if you are saved, and what does it mean to get saved. Um, we're going to really break all of this down, you guys, and I want to say... Uh, you know, as you guys know, if you've listened to my other journals and my other episodes before I, uh, you know, did this one today, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. And as, as I prepared this message on sat on Sunday as a rough draft, and then on Monday I opened it back up and did some more re-editing and worked on it more, the Holy Spirit just continued to speak to me. And uh, you guys, that whole, like, He is so faithful, like, I just experienced that again um, as I prepared this message and... Um, you know, I just feel a different sense of peace right now, and it's just so amazing, you guys. So we're going to open in prayer here, and then we're going to break this down. I have a whole lot of great stuff. We're going to be speaking out of uh, Ephesians. We're going to be speaking out of uh, Hebrews 7, um, what else, 2 Corinthians, 1 John, and uh, yeah, so let's just open in prayer here, you guys. Thank you for the breath in our lungs, Father. I keep hearing him say, I'm turning things on. I'm switching things. I hear him saying. I hear him saying that he's uh, bringing things towards your advantage. He is saying, don't listen to the enemy. He has no power. I thank you, Father, that in the moments when we're most silent is when you speak to us. When we sit and listen, we thank you that you hear our cry, that you see our suffering, God, and that you're doing so many things behind the scenes in that. Please give us the wisdom we need today. Father, I pray this message would bring you glory, that the um, people would have open hearts to receive new wisdom, and that, Lord, if there's anything wrong in this message, you would show me so that I can grow in wisdom. I pray that people would have open hearts, and, uh, Father, you would help us with our unbelief. 
that we wouldn't doubt when we pray to you, that we would know your sovereignty and that we would fear you, that we wouldn't try to fix ourselves with our own strength, but that we would rely on your grace. For your word says, if we come to that point, then we have fallen from grace. Father, thank you that your mercy and your grace comes before your wrath. I thank you that your ways are different than ours when we think you should pour your wrath out on people. I thank you for the security that we have in the blood of Jesus. Thank you for what you did, God. Thank you for stepping down from heaven and just making a way for all of humanity. Let this message touch people's hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys, I have some background music going on. I hope you can hear it. Um, so here we go. In this message, you guys, we're going to first look at how Jesus made it possible for us to get saved out of Hebrews 7. Hebrews 7, sorry. Um, then we're going to break down piece by piece how to know, how to walk into, and what does it mean to get saved. Go to Hebrews 7, starting in verse 23. Um, here's what it reads. We will... Uh, be going to verse 28. This is uh, in the message version, which is uh, personally my favorite. That's what I read out of my, uh, you know, actual Bible. That's the message that I read out of. Earlier there, um, this is, here's where uh, Hebrews 7.23 starts. It says, earlier there were a lot of priests, for they died and had to be replaced. But Jesus's priesthood is permanent. He's there from now to eternity from now to eternity to save everyone who comes to God through him. Always on the job to speak up for them. Verse 26. So now we have a high priest who perfectly fits our needs, completely holy, uncompromised by sin with authority extending as high as God's presence in heaven itself. Oh my gosh. Unlike the other high priests, he doesn't have to offer sacrifices for his own sins every day before he can get around to us and our sins. He's done it once and for all, offered up himself as a sacrifice. The law appoints as high priests men who are never able to get the job done right but this intervening command of god did i say that word right inter in intervening i'm sorry command of god which came later appoints the son who is absolutely eternally perfect so some some people suspect paul is to be the writer of Hebrews. The author of this book is actually unknown. I do not suspect it to be Paul, personally. I think it's Peter or John. My gut says John. But the passage we can connect with 
the passage we can connect with this in Hebrews 7 is where Jesus says just before he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. Those words tremble my heart, and I hope it does for you too. My conclusion to you, my, my conclusion to this thought is I believe part of what Jesus meant by it is finished is what is recorded in Hebrews 7, 23 through 28, which is basically what we just read. Jesus made a way for all to be saved. There is no more need for sacrifices. He fulfilled the law, which we can read all about in the Old Testament in our Bibles. And what I mean by um, read about um you know, the law in the Old Testament was do this or else. And in Hebrews and in um, in uh, Galatians as well, it talks about how Christ fulfilled the law. And, that, um, and then it says again, that verse in Hebrews that I quote here a lot, you guys, is that um, the old covenant sits on a shelf gathering dust. And that's a verse that, again, I found like I found this year. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. So the next verse we're going to go into, that, that's what I want to break down first. The second part is Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And again, this is a verse that um, most of us know, but here we go. Verse 2, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. This is talking about Satan in verse 2. Verse 3, all of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. So this is Paul here talking on how we used to be. And by we, I mean those who are saved and have repented from old sin. I hope this is making sense with you guys and it's connecting with you. Verse 4, but because of, this is Paul continuing, he, but he goes, but, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, verse 5, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seed, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, in order that in the coming ages he might show the in, incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Verse 10, final verse 4, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good, good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So the context of this passage is Paul writing on just how we used to be and what Christ has done for us. That Christ paid the price for all to be saved. And we just talked about that in Hebrews 7, you guys. It's not of our works, but it is also those who have repented and have come into relationship with God. This shows us if we have done this, truly we are saved because Paul addresses who we were before in verses 2 and 3. So, how to get saved, how to walk into that... 
repent of your sins and come into what Christ has done. Come into relationship with him. We can go to Mark 16, 16. This is, this is recorded after Jesus rose from the dead and he says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. This verse can connect with now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1. The context of Mark 16 is Jesus telling his people uh, what to do now that he has risen. So we just broke down how to come into getting saved, which is repenting of your sin, getting baptized, and coming into a relationship with God. It's not that you guys have to do that in order to like to get saved being activated. No, it's already activated, but in order to walk into that is doing these these things, if that makes sense. Because Paul addresses in verse 2 and 3 how you used to be. You used to be, he says, you know, in verse 2 and 3, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler and the kingdom of the air meeting the devil so i hope that makes sense with you guys we're going to continue here um let's see where i left off because i had to scroll back up yeah here we go what does it mean to get saved it means to walk away from your old life and come into what Christ has brought, which is forgiveness, salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, and to be saved from God and his wrath. Here are two verses we can look up to back up. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. The context around this message is learning more on what Christ did and coming into it, walking in it, and knowing it. 1 John 3, 9, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Now, the context here is about knowing who are the devil's children and who are God's children. It is an interesting passage. I do need to make clear when you read John's letters in his three books, which is later in the New Testament, there is some hard convicting stuff to read, which is good. The word is for correction and reproof. But John is most John uh, John in most of his letters makes it very clear that his heart is planted in love in these matters that he writes. What the Holy Spirit showed me here as I typed this absolutely blew me away. And I want to stop right there, you guys, because um, there's a verse, there's another verse that came to my mind that I didn't write in this uh, passage, but where I talked about um, what does it mean to get saved? It means to walk away from your old life and come into what Christ has brought, which is forgiveness, salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, and to be. This is what I this is this is what I want to uh, point on because there's a verse on this, and it's to be saved from God and His wrath. I want to. Um, mention two verses that I didn't mention um, that I didn't put in here and one verse is in Isaiah and I think the other verse is in John chapter 2 so hang on a second guys let's look here it's in Isaiah
Sorry, you guys. I really want to find this verse. Oh, here it is. Okay, Isaiah 53. Oh, here it is. Let's go to... Okay, let's do... Let's type in... It's Isaiah 53, verse 11, and this is um, Isaiah talking. This is him prophesying about Jesus, you guys. It's pretty crazy. Um, and I think it's, I think, I think it's Isaiah 6 or Isaiah 8 or maybe 9. That talks, uh, it's another chapter about Jesus. So let's go to Isaiah 53 because I'm going to connect these two verses with you guys. Um, I want to go to go to Bible Gateway. Let's go to um Forgive me you guys. I'm sorry. This is my perfectionism kicking in. So you know, I really need to repent of that, but my heart's in the right spot. Let's try the NLT. Okay, here we go. Um okay, so this is talking about after Jesus is crucified, you guys. This is Isaiah 53, 11. When he, this is, this is uh, Isaiah talking about God. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, and his anguish meaning Jesus, he will be satisfied, meaning God. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to, to be counted righteous, for he will bear all of their sins. So what I want to focus on here, you guys, is where it talks about... Um, he will be satisfied and that's something that came on my mind earlier in the week that what does that mean? And I looked that up and what it actually means is God's wrath God's wrath being satisfied and um, so we're gonna plug that into another verse I'm gonna look it up right now. So just keep that in your mind and we're gonna I'm gonna plug another verse in that connects with this Here we go. I think it's John 3.36. So let's go. I thought it was John 2. It's John 3. Okay. I want to go to Bible Gateway though. Here we go. Okay. So let's try. Let's go to the message version again. Okay. Um, no, let's do, let's do the Living Bible Translation. Where did it go? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, we'll go, we'll go. Um, no, I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to find the right version. Here we go. Let's try NIV. Um, okay, let's do this. This is the NIV version. This is John 3, 36. This is what I'm going to connect with, um, this is what I'm going to connect with the verse in Isaiah. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. <laughs> this is, so I hope you guys are understanding what I'm connecting here, but if we go to where it talks about 
God's wrath was satisfied with the blood of Jesus, which means you have to be under that blood in order for his wrath to be satisfied because he's not dependent on our actions. He's dependent on um, covenants. And that's actually my first message that I did on here about understanding why God looks so different from the old covenant to the new covenant. And that's my first message that I have on here on your on this podcast. If you guys have not listened to it, please go listen to it and you'll understand why, um, why God looks so different. And it's some wisdom that I learned um, this year. And it really, my friend Ryan just gave me some incredible wisdom. And my eyes were so open because we look at God in the Old and the New Testament when we read our Bibles. And we just look so much different. But there's so much scripture that I just, I've, I've not only that I learned that I put in my first podcast, but that um, there's been added wisdom to that that I've learned. And it just, it, it's just really good. So let's go back to our message here. Um, we just read, we've read first John and we broke, we broke down, what did we break down? We broke down, um, first John three, nine, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. I think again, the context is knowing about who are the devil's children and who are God's children. This is this is first John three talks a lot about that in particular. It is a interesting passage. I do want to make clear when you read John's letters in the three books, there is some hard convicting stuff to read, which is good. The word is for correction and reproof. But John in most of his letters makes it very clear that his heart is planted in love in these matters. What the Holy Spirit showed me here as I typed this absolutely blew me away. So right now we are breaking down how to know if we are truly saved, and then we will close this out. We read in the first passage of scripture, well, actually, okay, I didn't type this right again. This is a typo. Um, We read, we we first talked about Hebrews 7 and how Jesus made a way for everyone to be saved. Then we read read about Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, about where we used to be before we were saved and what Christ did for us and how we can walk into it. Then we read about what happened with us when we were in Christ and how we became a new creation, that all things became new. Then we read about how to know if God and his seed is in us. What I am trying to say here and what the Holy Spirit showed me was exactly this. Since you were following the ways of this world and being children of the ruler of the air on earth, meaning Satan, and giving into the desires of your flesh and your mind, but when you walked away from that, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 through 10, and came into what Christ did, becoming a new creation, 1 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we went from children of the enemy to children of God and then we continued to repent of our sins not doing it habitually because we had God's seed in us 1 John 3 9 this shows us how to know if we are truly saved I know that was a bunch of stuff I'm going to reread that you guys and just I'm going to reread that really quick I'm going to try and get my tone right here so here we go because when I wrote this down you guys I was just like oh my gosh like I had no reason to have anxiety when I was um preparing this so okay are those mine those are my brother you guys i'm sorry here we go 
Since you were following the ways of this world and being children of the ruler of the air on earth, meaning Satan, and giving into the desires of your flesh and your mind, but when you walked away from that, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, and came into what Christ did, becoming a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we went from children of the enemy to children of God, and then we continue to repent of our sins, not doing it habitually because we had God's seed in us, 1 John 3, 9. This shows us how to know we are truly saved. Man, as I write that passage and continue to rewrite it over and over again, listening to the Holy Spirit for correction and reproof, I am undone. After all the anxiety I faced before I wrote this message, God was so faithful to show up and help me with this. I find fear in my heart as I write this now, write, write all of this now on Sunday at 1030. I'm just reading you what I wrote on Sunday at 1030 at night. And what I mean by fear is the fear of God. Um, one last verse I want to use that I really experienced while writing this message is in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. It reads, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and wrongly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. That's my message for you guys today. I hope it makes sense to you. I hope you're growing in wisdom. And, you know, I, I want to make this very clear, you guys. My heart is planted in a place of if you're struggling with fear on whether you're saved or not. I don't, I don't want, no, that's not. That's not what I am trying to feed you here. My heart is positioned in a place of, I want to show you the truth so that you can walk in it. And I'm not assuming that you're not, but if you are, great. If you're not, um, God's still putting breath in your lungs and Jesus still died for you. And uh, he didn't like, he wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to go on the cross until you believe. No, he, he did it. He, he did it. Um... So we're going to close in prayer here, you guys, and then do some finishing announcements. I hope that makes sense with you guys. This is the one thing the enemy continues after I get done with one of these messages on Tuesdays, one of my sermons. I just deal with a lot of, did I really make sense? Do, did people really understand the kind of things that I was saying? And it really uh, just kind of really gets me down. So, you know, if you guys could pray for me on that, Lord, you give me wisdom on that. And, um... Yeah, so let's close in prayer here, you guys. Father, we thank you for this message. I pray for those that are dealing with something that is of the enemy. I pray that your grace would be poured out. Father, for those who um, are dealing with habitual sin, Father, I know how that is. I did that myself. I pray that your kindness, your love, your patience would lead them to repentance that they would first find it in their hearts. God, you would change their hearts, renew their minds, that they, the other things that are in their lives that are helping them to fall into that. Father, open their eyes to that and, and um, just give them the strength to walk away from that and find trust in their heart that you have something else greater for them. 
whether it's whether it's a materialistic blessing that you have for them or um, a change in their character or more fruit of the spirit father whatever it is you know what's best i pray um, for hope and peace to rise in the person's heart that is listening to this that their hearts would cry after you, God, and that we would humble ourselves continually um, day in and day out, and we would grow in intimacy, and that um, we would re- we would continue to remember that you are coming back for your bride, God, and that there's nothing for us to ever be worried about. You are sovereign, and you reign above it all, and Father, I pray that we would just declare from here on out every day that we trust you, and we thank you for what you did on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, um, what is it? Today's Tuesday. This, um, uh, oh, yeah, so it's crazy, you guys. I was at work, you know, earlier today, and I just heard, it was so weird. I started to hear, um, it sounded like it was coming from a distance and then it got closer and closer and closer and then I could really hear it. But I kept hearing, don't doubt what I'm doing. And I heard, and I thought, oh my gosh. Immediately I thought, is that what you want my prophetic poem to be this Friday? And I had a lot of peace on that. So that's going to be my prophetic poem this Friday. For those of you that don't know, what I do on Fridays is um, before Friday, I sit down, I have a moment with the Lord, and I listen to what he is saying, and I write it down, and then I read that to you on Friday, and you are hearing the Father's words um, uh, from you over the uh, to you throughout what you know what he's saying over the week or over the day or whatever, over the month or you know whatever. Everyone is in a different season right now. I have other previous um, The Father's Words Over You uh, video uh, pod episodes that you guys can look at. And um, again, I'm doing this all for the glory of God. I've been really something I've really been praying about recently as well as I found that verse in Proverbs where it talks about the motive of your heart being, um, being uh, just, I guess, in the right spot. Um, there's always a reason why we do something. And um, yeah, so... That's what I'm going to come with this Friday, you guys. So um, thank you so much for listening to Santini's Daily Dose Podcast. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.